What's up, Florent family? Welcome to the huddle. Coming to you every single Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central to discuss maintaining forward progress in your flooring career. I say every single and uh, except last week. <laughs> and a few times before we try to make it, though. Yeah, I think we're hitting a 95, 98% uh, hit rate. That's pretty good. With me today is Daniel Gonzalez from Preferred Flooring via Nashville. Nashville. Down there, down there hanging out with the Protect All folks, it sounds like. Yep, I just got here uh, probably two hours ago, three hours ago, something like that. So I had enough nice. time. Nice, so you guys are down there kind of. I haven't even seen talking. anyone yet. Gotcha. All right. I, I I got up here. I put everything together, and then w just went and checked the pool out real quick, and then hopped on. Well, we appreciate you being so diligent, not leaving me alone today. So, uh, today's topic is hiring and uh, training installers. Um, look, if we had the exact answer, um, you know. We, we would be proposing the solution to the entire industry. But I think this is more of a discussion um, about successes and failures on um, my, you know, what I've experienced uh, being in flooring for over 20 years, you know, and what Daniel and if Jose jumps on here, uh, what preferred flooring kind of their, their side. I'll also speak kind of, what it took for me to get in the industry. So um, I want to open with this. You know, one of the things that I found is a good common denominator on on good installers, guys who have been doing it for quite a while and do good quality work. Almost always they love the finished product. Like it's, it's, that's what they love. That's the part that they love. They love like walking into a building or a home and transforming it within days or weeks of them being there because we're the fi uh, finishing touch. That was certainly one of the, one of the things I still enjoy when I go out. Um, I just enjoy it vicariously through other installers uh, who uh, work for us now, you know, I, I go out to a job site and I see something the before and after is, um, still something that really gets me going and it seems to be a pretty common thread so it stand a reason do you, do you guys kind of see the same thing on your side daniel like i'm sorry i'm trying to get this link over to my brother oh gotcha well i think it stands to reason if if this if this is part of us, it's kind of like an artist and seeing this thing come together and a project kind of come together from a well, um, you you unfinished. Yeah, because you just think of people in general, and we like that instant gratification, right? We touch on this numerous times, and there's nothing better than being able to see what you've done from the start of the day to the end of the day, and knowing I'm the one that did that, right? I think that's. That especially like early on, that's how it started with me. It's like, did I always want to do flooring? Absolutely not. But there was that point where you do something and you finally do it yourself and you're like, I did that. 
Yeah, dude, it's that satisfaction of of completing something or doing something that's kind of a maybe a complicated layout or something that that finishing that product. Um, it's just something you can't get. Hey, Jose, it's just something you can't get uh, by pushing a button in a factory um, or, you know, being on an assembly line or something like putting the same cigarette, uh, you know thing in a in a in a car for 40 years uh so i think that you're looking one of the things in hiring installers you're looking for someone who finds satisfaction in completing things and you can formalize and this is kind of geared more towards employee installers so uh for everybody who use subs we use subs they do too but for everybody using subs uh this is probably more uh pointed to the employee installer side but finding people and asking the questions that can in an interview that can kind of bring out that like do you how do you find satisfaction in completing projects or uh you know what what's your favorite part of starting a project a lot of them will say finishing it <laughs> you know um so there's there's a lot of ways of hiring um we've done a bunch of different things from the monsters and indeeds and things like that all the way to um you know craigslist and but i think daniel and i was talking earlier i think word of mouth is panned the best out for you guys and you know yes. frankly it it tends to pan out the best for us as well so you know it's, there's it's something those... to having that lead yeah, it's, 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 sorry for being late, guys. I, was, I couldn't find, couldn't link up with my computer, so I was about to try my phone, and then it, and then it populated. But word of mouth has no been worries. has been probably the best, right? Because nobody ever wants to really let a friend down. Um, but it does happen, and when it does happen, you're always a little bummed out more than you would be if it wasn't a life uh, time friend, right, or someone you got to deal with the rest of your life. But you know, everyone's got to live their life, and, and you can only be upset for so long but it's one of those i'm here to learn for it from everyone too because there is no foolproof way there is no, no that there that's what i think i i wanted to point out this is an art there is no science to this mm -hmm. um we are trying a new method we're going to launch a web page it's going to have a questionnaire on the second page and then we're going to send them through a video interview to try to weed out um, what we found when we we go with a Craigslist or a, an Indeed is you get so many people who are just applying, applying to, to every I don't know, single job to, that they see. Yeah, dude. And it's like a mountain of applications and resumes and you might get two out of it, maybe. And that's if you are diligent enough to stick with it and go through the entire pile and not start right. like, you know, so... I don't know that those sites are the best. Uh, we haven't had a lot of success on them. Uh, we just get a lot of tire kickers, to be honest with you. <clears throat> a lot of people but this is uh, how to manipulate the the uh, technology and use it and, and to their advantage, right? Like we we actually get I think quite some a few of, hits from like people like across the country saying, "Hey, I'll come work for you." You know, I have experience, but then it's like, how do you, I can't pay for your relocation costs. Like we're we're, yeah. we're not big enough to do something like that. And that's what someone's looking for. They're looking for like 
to to help them out so to come over here and start and we're just not not at that level to to be able to offer something like that oh well and even if you were it's really risky right. because you yeah. pay the relocation costs and you can do it in a way that um you know is tiered we've done it before not for installers but for project managers um but to be frank with you i lost 3500 bucks not five months ago um on a very the on that deal we learned our lesson like okay we've done it this was was our third or fourth time doing this um first time we got burned this way but the guy poofed after he got the money so yeah. we we decided okay if you can't afford to get here then we will we're willing to reimburse your cost but not pay for them up front so that's what I would recommend to anybody is if you are going to do it, they they come, get themselves there on their own accord, and then you can reimburse some of the costs, whatever you guys feel, uh, you know, you can work out. But, you know, paying up front has been us in the rear end. We lost like 3500 bucks. You know, to me, I always look at how big of a job I have to do to make $3,500, yeah, you know. We do the same. And, you know what I mean? And I'm like, God, dog! I just did a you know twenty thousand dollar job for free, right? Or twenty or thirty thousand dollar job for free, you know? And um, that's kind of how I quit in my mind. So that's one thing I would say is like reimburse travel costs if you are gonna pay or help somebody relocate. I also say, I I've never paid for somebody's uh complete cost. Like if they're in, there's a reason they're in that dire of a strait that they can't get here then it's they typically come with a ton of baggage right and, and we've uh, been, that reimbursement we've been talking about that too with even with training because uh we've just seen money fly out the window these past few years where it's like hey we want to they, they say they want training and then you send them to training and then like they're gone and that training stays with them so absolutely we'll do you know a re, re, we're thinking about doing that reimbursement to where it's like, all right, you you pay the upfront cost and then you'll get it back, you know, on a weekly or monthly basis. That way we're not out of pocket for everything. And then that way, if you end up leaving tomorrow, that's not my yeah. expectation anyways. Yeah. Because here's the truth. Like, you're not going to get a non-compete on an installer to stick. You can't do it. I don't care where you're at in the country, how strong. Yeah. In, in Kansas, non-competes are pretty weak from the way the legisl uh, legislation looks at it, like court cases and stuff, uh, plenty of them get overthrown. Uh, the courts just don't like to hamstring employees from being able to do their job. And in the skilled trades, they, they're, they're not going to work. That's so like you your best stop bet someone from working. Yeah. It's like, like you, well, how are you going to have a stronghold over someone's uh, career? Right. Like they've earned that no matter who they've worked with. We'll never do We'll never do that to anybody because even though it's hard to accept the loss of the dollars and cents invested, I know me as an individual, I would really, really be upset if I felt like someone was trying to control my direction. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't have it. Yeah, we never do it for installers. We have done it with uh, PMs, uh, but our no non-compete is written in a way that's very um, defensible. Because we only have six months and that's mm -hmm. it. Like give us, we just need six months to get our feet 
around the projects you've sold and and contact our clients and and you know make sure they know they're still going to be taken care of uh we need six months so it's six months and no like i i beat one uh for a guy competitor of mine had an uncompete on and we won but it was two years 250 miles judges aren't going to uphold that this is people's livelihoods so uh non-competes are good if you can get them enforced i wouldn't say they're good for installers i would never put one on an installer but um you know if you have a client facing person like a salesperson or a or a project manager or something they can be enforceable i would just say make them really um short time frame and small radius like you can't make a guy move away from right. his home to me that just is ridiculous first off secondly like it doesn't need to be two years six months is plenty of time for you to get your 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 footing with your clients and make sure they're taken care of and then that guy goes work for someone else and starts calling your clients and trying to get work well you just got to be better than that so unfortunately that's just part of being a business owner yeah. when we're talking about installers i mean you know, the old way of hiring, unfortunately, is starting to dry up. And that's why I think this conversation is 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 needed. And that is the the dad having a son coming into the business or a couple of nephews or something. That's is just drying up, man. It just like I shouldn't say it's drying up, it's it's dried up. And so we gotta find new creative ways to hire people i know that the fcef is doing a lot of good work so reaching out to them would be a good thing uh coming down the pipe we have some some new things with go carrera that'll help called jumpstart where any once we launch jumpstart uh any uh installer in our network can hire off of that jumpstart board but so can companies so if for example mm -hmm. if jumpstart's good and you get a couple of new helpers that come on the jumpstart board that have went through some level of training through the SCEF, they'll go on our jumpstart board. And if they're there close enough, maybe you guys as a company can hire them. Stuart and associates as a company could hire. So we're trying to foster a way to get new people in onto a board where we're not having to decipher through line cooks and, and, <laughs> And you know what I'm saying, like right, it's specific to 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 our needs in our industry, and, and that's everybody else has it. They one hundred percent have it. So I think there's some new ways that we're trying out at Stewart and Associates. Like I said, if this works out, I'm gonna share it with everybody, like for free. I just want more installers in our industry. So if it works out for us. I'll I'll be putting it on the huddle on exactly what we did and how you guys can do it and but we're gonna spend the money to 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 you know test it out. We think we got a good method. Um and uh, it's, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, what when when they're brand new, it's hard to to qualify them, right? Because they, they still need to get a taste. Yeah, even if they've went through some level of training, the success rate there, you just got to expect is going to be a little bit lower because they they haven't been out in the field and really gotten a taste of what the what the yeah. industry is is. So, but anything that starts to work, 
um, I'm going to share. So we're hoping that that we attract, uh, like in our video interview, we're asking questions and that only an installer would really know. And it's, it's hard to Google like, and figure it out quickly. And the video interview side of this is basically the, the basic setup is there'll be a landing page about the benefits of getting into the flooring industry and, and, and how robust our industry really is, but we need more uh, installers and come one, come all, regardless of sex, gender, race, any of that, please consider flooring as a, as a viable option for a career. If they go through that and they fill out our questionnaire, it's just questions, uh, written questions, they type in their answers. That comes in and each answer will have a, uh, a number of value to it. And if they score a certain amount, then we will invite we them go. to a video interview. With that video interview, it will be um, questions posed on the screen and then they answer them live just like this but they only have like a minute. So you can't, you, you're not going to be Googling and trying to find the answer. Uh, you'll um, run out of time. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> so we try to make it tight so that they, they can't just, you know, Google the answer and you'll, you'll know if they do really. Uh, but it's, it's meant to, um, it's meant to kind of weed out everybody. And then anybody who makes it through that video interview would be offered to come in for a final in-person interview. And hopefully we get plenty of those kind of guys. Um, and we're, we're looking for experienced guys, but we're also looking for people who answer the soft skill questions. Well, um, like how, how one of our questions, for example, is how closely do you feel a employee should be supervised? Right. We want to know, do they feel like they need that micromanagement or are they, you, you got two ends of that spectrum and we try to stay away from the two ends. The guy that's like, I don't want any management or the guy that's like, I, I want, uh, I would like to have input on an hourly basis. <laughs> you know, we're looking for the guy that's a little more centered, uh, uh, the, the, the installer that's a little more centered, like, until I know what I, a good answer would be something like, until I know uh, what I, exactly what I'm doing, uh, I would love to have a resource to, um, to uh, lean on. However, uh, once I'm proficient, I don't see the need for heavy supervision. That kind of a, a, a deal would be a good answer, for example. But yeah, this thing is an art and we're trying some new stuff. You guys got any great ideas that. Uh, Taco party. Taco just party. Everybody, just invite everybody <laughs> over for tacos. They gotta pass. They gotta pass some of the questionnaire, and then they they come for for a taco dinner, and then, and then that's where the uh, final uh, interview is. Uh, I don't know. A I taco think eating contest. We've yeah. seen both sides of the spectrum where some people interview really great, and then those are the same people that don't even show up for the first day. Yeah. And then there's some people that kind of struggle just because that's you know that's how they are, and then they come in and. It's like, yeah, this person is a worker. Then, yeah, references are about the only a, way to get through that. But even yeah. getting references anymore is tough. You know, you call a company, you better be dedicated to getting references because company doesn't have to answer you. And right. a lot of times, you know, they're busy 
and you're like the last person they care to talk to about some other installer yeah. that worked for them back in the day, you know? Well, and well, even that, some of the references that they list are just family members posing as somebody else. And you got to be able to kind of feel that out, ask the right questions. Yeah. What is your relation to Mr. Gonzalez, for example? <laughs> oh, that dude. Oh, man, he's my ex-employee. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I I do know that, you know, don't quit. Like, keep, if you can, one of the reasons we're trying to do this a digital way is to have that, that flywheel turning all the time and always mm -hmm. have candidates coming through. Um where it's really tough if it's dependent on personnel to do it. Um, you know, our COO does a great job, but at the same time, how many interviews can he go through in a week and still do his job, you know? So I don't know. No, I was getting no, on no, here right. hoping you guys, you guys had the magic pill. Oh man, no, there's, <laughs> yeah, there is no magic pill, man. There is no magic pill, you know, but you know, to, 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 um, uh, leapfrog on what Daniel said there or piggyback is the um, he's right the people who do have all the right answers and all that those guys are in there they're very the, from our experience has been they've been very confident and now that he said that it's make it made me go back through some of that process where they were too confident right and the guys who were nervous afraid to say the wrong thing and mess up ended up being the ones that would that worked a lot better, worked out a lot better for, for a longer length of time or are still here. Um, and I guess uh, moving forward, maybe that's the understanding people skills, right? Like someone who has all the right answers might have all the right answers because they've messed up that many times. They know exactly what to say now. Um, and, and I never thought about it like that till right now. So, and um, me and Paul were, were kind of talking a little bit before we got on here and, you know, just mentioning um people that already have experience and bringing them on and how a lot of the guys are stuck in their ways and even you know we they come to us and they're like we know you guys are, do great work i want to learn from you i want to be on that level <laughs> and then two months later they're like i just can't do this anymore because they get sick of us saying it's not good enough do it again yeah can't believe in stuff like that no look shortcuts. At this, look at this cut right here. You can't leave that. Why would you think that's good? And, you know, that gives me some ideas on some more questions. Like, you know, if something could take you 10 minutes doing it close to the right way, but it's going to take you 30 minutes to do it the right way, which do you, pref which way would you go? Yeah. Right. Well, that, that's um, integrity too, right? Like, it, it, almost posing it that like it's okay to go the shortcut though that way right. they don't think the setup you know like um it's, it's like you know doing it the the shortcut way will still produce a great result but doing it the uh industry recommended way um produces a warranted result which yeah. which would you go to in in stressful times or something just yeah, that's actually formulate questions like that you know what i mean that's a good way to put it because sometimes sometimes the, the the way that it looks the best isn't the way that it's warranted sometimes yeah you know and that's that's what what sucks and some people don't understand they're like oh it looks like this well i just do it like this well that's not the right way and, and you know what? that's a good question that's a, that's a way to 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 kind of sift through some of the uh 
the corner to or the, the people who like to cut corners. Um, well, we're going to try some stuff because I certainly didn't come on here with this topic and, you know, as some, someone who has all the answers, I just don't, it's a tough thing to hire skilled labor. It's obvious. That's why the, not just our industry, but all skilled labor short, particularly in flooring, but um, so there's just not a right answer, but I would say that it's, it's about can some, what we feel like and why we're attempting this is to get some consistency, you yeah. know, in, in the recruits that are coming through and being okay, not hiring every single person that comes across, like be able, if you can get a con consistent, um, qualified in some manner, anyway, qualified, uh, applicant then you don't you don't have to just take the first one you get and that's also a knee jerk reaction that i think a lot of people do they get a guy that's come in with like you said earlier daniel you know 20 years of experience but he could have the the, the fact is that it comes with 20 years of baggage and that's, it could be yeah. if if they're not teachable and that's that is one of our questions is on a scale of 1 to 10 rate yourself on how teachable you are and then we ask another question later that's similar but different, which is, are you a quick learner or do you need more instruction, right? And there's no right or wrong answer to that question, by the way. Uh, that's a zero point question, meaning either way they answer, it doesn't move them up or down. It's just knowledge on our side. And I think that's where like these younger kids coming into the workforce right now, it's harder because it's the the participation trophy kids that are coming in right now and it's they've always had that to where they didn't have to work for mm -hmm. to, to earn something so they think that you're just supposed to give it to them regardless of the way that you know they're working or behaving at work and stuff like that so it just makes it that much harder um because the kids that if you think about like uh like our kids, they're in sports, right? Because we want them to be coachable. Being coachable, you know, converts over to being teachable. So it, it kind of goes all hand in hand. But when you're just handed stuff like, hey, good job. <laughs> Even to the kids that were crying the whole time when, you know, you take them out because someone else has to play. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's funny you say that because yesterday I, I was late to my nephew's game. I wanted to go help him out. And afterwards, they won the game. And I gave him a little bit of like, you know, kind of give him a little booster in the game because he's he's a little scared when he's up to bed and, he, and he, he's timid. He's like, hey, what do I do? And I answered his questions. and He didn't do anything I said. And then after the game, <laughs> they were like, uh, his coach is like, good job. And I said, don't lie to him. Like, <laughs> like it does, if you tell him that's a good job, he thinks that he has nothing to strive for. Right. Like, like you can tell him great effort, but don't tell him good job. Right. Hey, like, guys. I got to run though, because they wanted me down there like 10 minutes ago. And I told them I was going to be late. <laughs> well, thanks for joining today, Daniel and, and fitness. Before in, I go, Dirk says that he just wanted to share with everyone that he got an offer on a project, 12 unit apartment <laughs> LVP for a dollar a square foot and $0 for prep. And I, I know Jimmy that's all says, regional. That's all regional, but that is very laughable over here. And after you said the the taco comment, Jimmy said uh, he's had our tacos in Southside. He's moving to Grand Rapids. <laughs> so, that's my boy. Come on, it's Salisbury, working, right, Mr. Salisbury State. Let's go. 
All right, guys. Take it easy. I wish I could All right, stay see you, streaming, but it would just stay streaming the whole time I'm gone. No worries. Thanks for All coming right. in. Put yep. a timer on it. <laughs> I tried. It didn't work. All right. All right, Bubba. All right. See you, Daniel. Well, well I think that stream anyway, so. As we go here, um, you know, the, the, the hiring training thing is like, it's a complicated thing, but do you agree that if, if a mechanism can be found to just keep the, a flow going, have you ever seen the mo the show suits? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you know, they, they, every year that uh, Harvard would have a graduating class coming through this, that law firm always gets the first look. So the, the, the guys that were hired last year, guys and the, the people, uh, men and women who were hired last year or in previous years are always on pins and needles when that new class comes through and they're always, yeah. And I, it seems a bit cutthroat, but I wish we had some level of that in, in our industry where it's like a consistent, uh, free flow of installers coming coming through and um you know keeps current installers striving um but also just allows for new people to come in and get trained uh at this point i wouldn't let anybody go i'd just be hiring you know there's right. there's such yeah. a shortage but it, but it, um interesting thought it is too and um you know, recently I was I was able to sit down with uh, the mayor of Walker, um, where our business is located, and uh, there was a young lady there who's working on his staff, and they're they're trying to develop new ways to engage uh, uh, local business owners, right, for opportunities. And, and and she had asked like, "What are we missing?" Um, and it just happened to be that the the guy in charge of finances for one of the local schools was there too, and I said, "We need." placement and tests at the the high school level so that way people know what direction they should be going like higher education like if you're going to do it do it like I, I would never tell anyone never to uh to entertain that but at the same time it's like if you're going for higher education what field are you going to go into you have your gen ed classes but what are you striving for and it, it would it would help it would help uh create a better opportunity for success for everyone not not just the individual the student the person but the community and even if if they don't graduate high school right like at what age do they start doing that is it something that could be public and available to 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 push them towards their strengths and say well you would succeed in these fields um and i think that's where yeah they used to do that used to do competency type uh, testing did, in high did. school back in the day whether you are you know, college material or not, so to speak. And that that was now that's non-existent, mostly because they don't want to hurt no one's feelings. But the truth is yeah. not everybody should go to college. I didn't go to college. I didn't. You know? I mean, I tried. I tried. And then, like, they said that I couldn't make a living if I was attending. So, yeah, sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> you're telling me that I have to, like, tell my family they're not going to have anywhere to live because I'm just trying to better my future now. I'll figure out a way. Um, yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people who didn't go to college and there's plenty of multi-billionaires who didn't go to college. But if you're wanting a really good job and it's going to be you're an accountant or you want to be a attorney or a doctor or, 
or you know computer science stuff yeah college can be really beneficial but yeah. i think it's a waste of money and a waste of time if you're going into um and your heart's not really in the social services side of the world like a you know a liberal arts degree or some crap like that uh or gen you know gender studies all this stuff i mean at the end how is it going to help your future and um we've just gotten so far away from that and everybody started going to college and we've talked about this on not only on this podcast but multiple other podcasts talk about it yeah. all the time we know that problem but i'll tell you one thing the ai revolution has started there's plenty of <laughs> yeah. jobs going extinct that just if you sit behind a computer you ought to be worried about your job in a lot of ways um, but they they're not going to be doing carpet or or tile anytime soon with AI. I'll tell you that. So get your hand skills. Uh, that's my point to everybody. You can't. No one can ever take it away from you. No matter what hand skills you you try to or what field you go into, no one can take that away from you. And that's really yeah. what it is. Um, so when you guys do hire somebody new, do you have a particular training method? Do you put them on some type of schedule or? Um... Man, so th that's the hard one, right? Because, you know, we're not as as large as uh, as most would think. And a lot of it, when we hire, we, and it sucks to say it like this, but we hire because we're in need of it. We don't hire as far as being preventative for, for what's going on. Sometimes we do have the luxury of someone coming in and we're looking we start we're starting to look and we find someone before the storm hits uh but usually it's like as the storm hits right like one if something's dying off or someone just happens to lose a job and, and they make a phone call hey so-and-so said you guys might be hurry yep we are um and we kind of throw the guys to the wolves uh so to speak um you know it's you're gonna learn how to swim pretty quick right but then we we've, we've also went about like all right, let's put them in the field a couple of days, then come and work in the box. Let's do some explanation, a little bit of hands-on training. Let's try to do that. Um, I think uh, we've talked about doing two weeks in a box here at the shop before they go to the first job, um, tool education and stuff like that. But it all depends on their level of understanding on how we try to approach it. We say all these things, but then when everything comes down to, down to the nitty gritty, we're like, yep, okay. We were going to have you do this, but we really need you over here now, you know, yeah. people who do. Well, we still, yeah, maybe the only thing that, that we do that's, that's, I think maybe outside the box a little bit, but um, is we have a module, we'll have them installed to prove their level yeah. of, of ability. Um, but at the end of the day, man, we still do it the old way. We put them with an installer. Uh, we do circulate them through several of our uh, lead installers to find a good fit for them, as well as a good, um, make sure that like, you know, some guys really like tile, some really gravitate yeah. to carpet and that. So, but from a, uh, but it's still the old way. You stick them with somebody and you hope that they learn some stuff and, um, you know, we've got some really good installers that just are really crappy trainers. And so a guy will get with them and not learn anything over the course of an entire year. So um, my my answer is get them in in 
you know, plugged into some outside training entities if you can, if you have a good resource locally. Um, and if not, you know, we found a lot of success in sending guys to protect all trainings, send them to Nora uh, certifications and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, you just got to lean on it. We're actually working on that right now. As a matter of fact, there was uh, some things that came across the desk as far as uh, kind of offsetting some of the costs. I think Daniel mentioned it early when I when I when I got on a little bit later, but offsetting the cost of the onboarding process. And we're doing our best to, uh, essentially, in a nutshell, what I just did is I just submitted a lot of the training programs to the state of Michigan, so that way they can be recognized. Because um, we found out that there is uh, essentially there's grant money available um, for trainings. The problem is is that it's more for corporate America instead of construction America. So a lot of what I submitted is all brand new, but fingers are huh. crossed. Um, and I just, I just got word today right before the podcast that uh, uh, we've made it through step four of the process. And I think there's one more step after that. So we'll see if it's approved. And if it isn't approved, it's a learning process for the state of Michigan and some of the, uh, the government funds and, and how they allocate them and, opens up their eyes as to what's available. So that was a federal grant type um, thing? Yeah, I think it's a state grant, not a federal grant. I think it's a state grant. So, but gotcha. yeah, I mean, it's it's available and I didn't know that, right? So I had very few days to to prep for it. It threw a lot on my plate, but I did it, man. And I'm excited to see what happens. Um, hopefully it, it, it helps us and it makes it easier for us to like you said to have someone attend a two-week or five-week introductory introductory class with cfi or fcica or or um, i'm sorry fcef so that way it can offset some of the costs and it's easier for easier pill to swallow so it's not so much of a you know here's your investment and we hopefully it works right because that's what's been happening yeah yeah the 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 hiring of uh the hiring of hourly installers, you know, subs are a little bit different. That's why this is more geared towards uh, employee installer talk. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that make sure that if you are going to hire um, employee installers, that you're treating them the same as you treat your office. I, I remember, and I, I said early in and on this podcast that I would, you know, I had some lessons I learned as an employee installer myself. One of them being that if you divide your your salespeople and your project managers, mm -hmm. you essentially your office from your field in benefits and you know they're treated better in the office, you're setting a really bad tone. And right. so all of our hourly employee installers have the same health insurance coverage that I have. They have the same as anybody in the office. They get the same days off and holidays and and all of that stuff. So they get the same, they accrue vacation time at the same, uh, um, uh, the same rate. frequency. It's yeah. the same rate, um, everything. So I, I remember like we got no paid holidays. We got no paid vacations, but the office did. And so I would say, don't do that. And if you are yeah. a company that does that, that's, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I won't um, say nothing else, but I, I would we, say that's we were, a terrible thing to to do. That's a as a terrible model. It is because we we were those guys who did. We recognized the difference in, in treatment early on, and we used to call. I didn't refer to office guys as uh like they weren't. We were a whole separate team. It was them, and it was us. 
right? And it's always their word against our word. It wasn't it wasn't a team uh, effort, and uh, we promise not to be like that. And I think we've done pretty good. I mean, there's always instances where people are like, "Oh, but you guys have all this and that." It's like, um, you know, me being where I'm at, I do have the the ability to to leave my station and come back and finish my work, right? I do have that ability. That is a perk of of working in, in the office setting uh, versus the field, right? You need to be in the field to, to, get, to get the work done. And that that is, there's nothing I can change about that. Um, however, what they don't see is that if I do have to take off for an hour to go um, take my kid to a dentist appointment or something like that, or go attend an event um, outside of work, I come back and work until eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. But if they leave for a dentist appointment or a doctor appointment, they don't come back and say, all right, I'm going to make up that time. They, well, uh, I'm just going to take the rest of the day off, you know? And, and so, so guys who are employees, there's pros and cons to each. It's just about having a mutual respect between your office and your field and making sure there's not this clear, like, you know, office staff gets treated so much better than the field. Um, That's, that's just to me that's the the way to that adds separation and adds this wedge between the yeah. two um i think you know that that's probably you know at the very least about the lowest line thing you should do as mm-hmm. a company is make sure that you're the guys who are actually making you the money by putting the product on the floor they're treated the same way just as fair as your office is. Um, we all eat out of the same, what, same refrigerator here, man. We all eat out of the same refrigerator. So keeping it organized and stocked up is uh, is, our, is up to us. But, you know, essentially we all open the same door. We all reach in and grab the same stuff. So um, I, yeah. I like it that way. Yeah. And I'll, I'll you know, the, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here because it's not like we're giving you guys a bunch of revolutionary ideas, but we are <laughs> talking through this. Uh, it's a bit of a conversation, but I would say that, you know, when, um, when our, if you can make your, your installers feel proud of what they're doing, uh, treat them fairly, um, you'll keep them. We have a good, uh, retention for installers at our company uh one of them is oftentimes the installers come into our office to work when we're really slow in the field that doesn't happen very often but if a guy um as opposed to sitting at home we'll bring him in the office and and have him work um in fact we had a guy that had knee surgery and he was in in the office for about oh four weeks or so and he learned like there's it's not all rosebuds and you know sunshine <laughs> in the office it's stressful there's a lot of like pressure uh on the office staff you know if you're an estimator you got time frames all the time if you're a pm you're always dealing with these coordination and schedules mm-hmm. and multiple project managers and superintendents on projects and and the installers learn quickly like each day i get to go to one job for the most part I mean, sometimes you'll go to a couple, uh, but for the most part, you're going to one job and you're dealing with one set of people. In any given day, I could be dealing with seven, eight, or nine as a PM. Yeah, yeah. T- today was one of those days for me. I actually, uh, my sister helped relieve some of my pop-ups for today. <laughs> this has not been a 
the last two days yeah. have been really, really rough on the schedule with changes and other trades not showing up and people uh, being sick and not able to complete their tasks and, you know, and unfortunately put us in a weird position, but the magical fingers and phone calls of Jose got everything kind of squared up and figured out and we're back on track. Good deal. Well, I will report back. Kind of talked about a little bit about what we're going to be trying at Stewart and Associates, and we are going to give that a shot. And we are going to, uh, um, you know, if we have good luck with it, we're going to share it with the world. So, you know, that's another question I, that I have is like, um, it, I might know the answer, but it, and it might sound like a dumb question, but you know, do larger companies with more capacity have to have a different uh, template to follow for the onboarding process than a smaller company, right? Because um, the, the reason I ask that is, uh, you know, the the dollars and cents and sustainability of a, a new hire is a little bit different for someone uh, who has a larger capacity versus someone who is a little bit smaller. Um, and and that's a question for the audience too. Like, like seriously, like I that's I I want to know. I want to know what everyone does. If you have two hundred employees versus 10 employees what what's your mm -hmm. approach were you at 200 employees at one point but now you're down to 20 or vice versa what have you changed why did you change yeah, yeah that's uh um, that i'd like to know yeah i can only speak to i've been to you know several conferences one of them being we're a member of fuse and there was a guy that did a talk about a lot of the stuff they do to hire and retain and man they it's it's a big company and they have they they they've got a team almost assembled in in doing this so like it's obviously not easy um you know but i i i know that the efforts you know it's got to be put forth what do you do just not just you can't give up you got to have people so yeah. uh keep fighting the good fight and if anybody is watching this on YouTube, uh, comment and tell us what you're doing and um, Heck yeah. let us know what's what's working for you and uh, what what maybe doesn't work for you. Uh, it'd be interesting to see some input on that. So with that, my friend, I think we're going to close it out a little bit early today. Yeah, I know. Without Daniel, we're just lost. <laughs> Well, it's a tough subject because it it crosses the line of a lot of the subjects we go we go over every week. There's some aspect of training and hiring mm -hmm. to almost all of this, and to have the subject just be hiring and training, um, we probably could have afforded a few more companies to come on and talk about this with us. Uh, that would have been a good idea by me. Now that I have it <laughs> after well, the podcast, but it's all well, good. we can hit that in the future. Sounds like a plan to me. All right, my man. Well, have a great day. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. And uh, look forward to, to connecting again. And you are going to some some shows coming up. So I, I just want to say to the audience, if you guys want to come out and hang out with us and maybe jump on the podcast, we're going to definitely be at the FCEF, or I'm sorry, the FCICA slash CFI event in September. Um yep. We're also probably going to be at TSP coming up, uh, Total Solutions Plus. So come check us out there. And uh, again, if you have any any ideas on what's worked best in hiring, um, whether it's like 
experienced guys or just really good uh, gals and and um, guys that that you found that are not necessarily the most experienced, but turned out to be a great hire for you? You know, yeah. let us know. That'd be great. All right, guys. Well, my man, I should say. Yes, sir. Uh, Daniel's already <laughs> gone. We will see you next week, my friend. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone. All right. We'll see you.